Hey, Printers, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Bruce from Printavo. We've got Mr. Stephen Farrag out of Campus Inc. Really cool episode again today. The controversial MR vs. Rock videos. We've got the man on the show today. But real quick, we've got some special sponsors I actually want to tell you guys about. Farrag, you want to kick this off? Yeah, let's kick it off. So, Supercolor. Supercolor is the world's best heat transfer. Uh, Supercolor is made using both digital and screen printing techniques. Bruce and I got a tour of their facility. Um, it's something else. It's like they're they're making Teslas in there or something. Why? Uh, their digital process prints brilliant colors that make graphics pop. Backed up with screen printed white ink that gives amazing stretch and durability, second to none. We use Supercolor in our shop every single day. They are super fast, super easy. Um, and Rum and the team over there are absolutely crushing it. Thanks, Supercolor. If you'd like to experience them yourself, use promo code PRINTAVO15 and get 15% off. Graphics Source. If you need a solution to improve art efficiency and reduce costs in that department, Graphics Source is the team that you want to use. It's really cool. If you use Printavo, if you don't use Printavo, they'll plug right into your art process. And they help you with separations, mock-ups, creative, order management, digitizing. Uh, and they have awesome customer service too. So you actually chat with your artist. And uh, it's really consistent. I know you use them a lot, very. We use them, and Nick and Rob actually came to visit uh, visit our team last week, stopped in the shop, and uh, Rob's got some cool skills. He can call out any Pantone if you point at it. So that was pretty cool. Thanks, <laughs> GraphX. Sure you, can use, you can use 50% off uh, your first vector separation or embroidery order. Um, just mention the Printavo podcast. Thanks, guys. Easy way. You shouldn't spend all day cleaning dirty screens. Easy Way's line of environmentally conscious chemicals will get the job done faster, more efficiently, and will cost you a fraction of the cost per screen. Alex and the team at Easy Way have been awesome to work with. We personally use 842, 701 in our shop. Easy Way is truly the easiest way. Bruce, have you heard of Multicraft Daddy? Who's that? Well, why don't you tell us? <laughs> If you need ink, supplies, or daddy, multi-craft screen printing, and digital supplies for over 50 years, I have been providing you with awesomely top brands at competitive prices. Make sure to mention Printable Podcast because you'll get 10% off your first order. That's multi-craft underscore daddy on Instagram. If he gets to – how many followers does he have now? I he gets think to he's, at, he's at 396 as of this morning. Let's get what him over 400. Do, what will he do if he gets over 400? I don't – 400 is like four more followers. He's going to get that like tomorrow. <laughs> um, but but we want to see he'll shave him. his head. Dave will shave I don't his know head. If if, I, oh. I don't know if I want to see that. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> let's get back to the episode. Can we, can, we, can we admire Sam's studio setup <laughs> real quick? Hey. You, it is legit. Hey. Are we – are we looking at the same thing? Sam, it's amazing. Do you do you record YouTube videos and stuff? I mean, I obviously the you're here because of what you did, but do you record other stuff? Um a little bit, a little bit. Uh, I just have a really good team. So they're super talented. They're they're the best. Um, did they decorate the studio for um, you? This is my office. So they just kind of like just brought in lighting and made it look cool. So 
Bruce amazing. just Bruce is always working on his podcast setup, so I'm sure there's I've given major. Up. I mean, you look. I'm holding it now. <laughs> Nothing's in the walls. Total gut job. Now we're just moving a little. We're moving uh, next week, so yeah. Um, Bruce, the yeah. tripod got packed away. <laughs> well, I was like, okay, so my wife has this graduation this weekend, and I don't have much time to pack. Like it's Sunday, and the movers come Tuesday, so. Uh, it's like, all right, everything must go unless I must absolutely have it, which this, and we use this thing called camo, which is good for webcams. Yeah. It's like basically your phone, but you got a legit one. So uh, wait, what, sorry, real quick. How much was the mic that you're using? Uh, these roadcasters are cheap. Did I freeze up on y'all? Yeah. It changed to imaging edge webcam. Yeah. Let me, give me one second. Battery died on the Sony, I think. Oh yeah. Back to the webcam. <laughs> Back to the webcam. Yeah, so so you take the photo of the of the proof, but with a super nice version. So I'm assuming just customers make it. It makes them, you know, you guys look pretty professional. With the photo proofs. Yeah. Um, it's more or less just to get them to approve it faster. Hmm. So we used to we were doing phones for the longest time, just iPhones. Mm -hmm. um, but iPhones like do a lot of color correction, so it's kind of hard. You know, if something's like a, a gray, it'll brighten it up and almost look white and things like that. So, um, my the team figured out how to do it with the with the Sony's and it. It came, do, it's coming out a lot more true. Sam, These, does that mean the presses stop until the sample's approved? Well, we're nine autos here, so we're, we're nine autos. We run about five teams, and one team is um, a registration team. So it, yeah, sometimes it stopped waiting. Sometimes the team's like just registering the next job. Um, but yeah, it's about 15 minutes. So, okay. So we've got a lot to dive into, but you said you have nine <laughs> autos, five teams. Does that mean you have five presses running at once and people are moving around to different, like the next press is getting set up for the next team? Yeah, that's what we're doing right now. We, we pivot a lot and we try different things. We're always exploring. So uh, me and Alejandro, my shop manager, we're always exploring what we can do to speed up our, our production. Um, the registration team is something that's working right now because my current staff is really nice with each other. Often when you have a registration team, the new operator, right, that's jumping on the press that's already registered will be like, oh, he didn't register the way I want it registered. And then we get that conflict in there and um, they won't just start running. They'll like, I don't know, they'll index it like five times and then they'll run, which what's the point of registering, you know, ahead if they're not just jumping on press and running. So, so there's like a trust thing there. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a funny situation, but the teams right now we're working really well together. And, um, Sam, does, does that mean at any given time there are only five presses running? Yes. Gotcha. So yes. basically those four extra presses are you know, to be in front or behind like the next job and the next job. So a team might shuffle to different presses. Yes. Teams wow. are often shuffling to presses. Cool. So that's, that's how we're currently running. Not every customer is a photo approval, but I, it's definitely something that's more, it's more common than uncommon. So, so we wanted to have you on because recently you have stirred up you the have, pot. You've stirred up the pot. You, it looks like anchor is is being a shit stirrer. <laughs> Actually, you're in such a unique position. So every time somebody asks on Facebook groups, hey, 
Which press is better? I'm looking at buying something and you know, you get this huge diverse answer pool. My thing is though, is most shops have probably only owned one brand forever and the rest is from secondhand information or, or maybe another shop that they potentially worked at. But there's such a wide, like diverse background group that would, that could, you know, create your perspective. Your shop has both brands and you've been recording and documenting this journey of which uh, I'll send this link so Luke can put in the description. I mean, you've been recording everything from which produces better quality. You did a speed competition, which flashes better conveyor dryers, which is easier to use. I mean, this is the ultimate like Tom's buyer's guide, you know, (laughs) Uh, how did this all come to like what how did yeah. this get set up i don't know it's kind and of who's a, paying you more who's <laughs> been no, no one's paying me um i literally have we have nine machines like i said earlier and we have five uh mnrs and four rocks so uh and the, the the machines we focus on in the in actually the the youtube channel is uh the brand new so i have like brand new 2021 um cobras and then my um gauntlet three which is like a 2020 um gauntlet three so they're like brand new and then my rocks are all the next machines and they're brand new i got them in 2021 as well so we're comparing new new machines to new machines which is nice still both under the warranty um my other three machines are older they're used so i don't really want to talk about those because that's a different i feel like it's not fair so I just, um, I don't know. It, it came about just, I, I, I always, I have a night shift manager and a day shift manager. Day shift manager, we've been in m shop for 10 years, over 10 years. And um, my night shift manager worked at Liquid and um, just swore by rocks. He says, if we, we get rocks, we will produce faster, you know? So he like swore by it to the point where like he was willing to bet me, you know, three months of his pay. And I was like, okay, if a, if a guy like this is willing to bet that, I am, I'm willing to try it. So he convinced me um, more than anything to try the rocks. And I was like, okay, um, let's, let's do it. And then I built a pod. Because if, if you're going to do it, you have to build a pod to really know. So that's, you know, three machines on a dryer. So what motivated you? Okay. So one of your, your, your night shift manager said, Hey, let's get these. You're like, okay, why not? What motivated you to then start making videos about it? And really like, I think it's just fun. We have a creative team here and they're a bunch of guys. Obviously we we were talking in the beginning. They're just, we're fun. We like to mess around with stuff and just the idea said, let's, let's battle them out. And also I started off, my first machine was an Anatol and, um, it was really hard when I first started to get people here in Southern California that knew how to work that machine. Uh, so it wasn't like a bad machine. I just getting staff. So I went through a lot of headaches with equipment and then I was like purely M and R. I wanted a place that was safe where people can find stuff out. Cause if you go do a trade show, it's like everyone's drinking each other's Kool-Aid. There's like the raw, raw rocks totally. and then the raw, raw M and R's. And it's like, you know, everyone, like you said, everyone has opinions. I've, um, I've had a lot of mentors in the print industry and everyone has like this, they say this, they say that, they say, you know, rocks are too thin of metal, they're all gonna break. MR is real still, and there's all these things. But I felt like until I could see it on a floor and it 
is in production, that's how you know. And then you also know through longevity in years, right? So I'm hoping that through the channel, I can get at least three years of this to really know how it's going. Because equipment, it's not something, you know, my, I sold, um, before I bought these rocks, we sold some MRs and they were from like 1999, some G2s from 1999 that still produced, you know, eight to 10,000 shirts a day, like, like nothing. Um, so MRs have that, that longevity of a machine from 1999 still cranking. And even when I resold it, it still had value to it, which is insane to think about. I don't know how the rocks are going to go, but I would want to find out and I'd want someone to actually be transparent about it. That's not just, um, you know, emotionally connected, you know, to a piece of machinery. <laughs> so when, when you dropped your first video, the floodgates opened. <laughs> I mean, there were people from MNR commenting on it, people wanting a rematch. Like, what <laughs> happened after you posted the video? Did you get hit up from Rock and MNR being like, this is awesome, or F you? Like, what, how did that work? <laughs> well... To, to be honest, um, I kind of got, if, if I'm honest, scared because there was actual reaction on it. Like I just did this, you know, we filmed most of those videos in November and then we finally just posted them. And, um, I was, I kind of, I haven't even read the comments. Like I stayed away. Um, I haven't been on it in, in a minute. I need to probably go over there and comment, but I'm just trying to focus on the business. But yeah, I kind of straight away just cause I was like, I don't, I don't want too much drama of it. And I also don't want the comments to change my opinion of what I'm trying to sh share. Like, um, so yeah, I, I have talked to a couple people from MNR, like with the flash video, MNR, um, had a tech out here like, within about a week after the flash video. To, <laughs> That's a way to get someone's um, attention. With, yeah. I mean, it was, it was cool of them to do that. It was kind of a bummer cause I asked for a long time, but that's what it took. But, um, it was, they, it was cool. They, they came out, they showed us some of the things, um, like they gave us maintenance tips that I guess we weren't doing, which was nice. But then also there's still some issues with like the sensors in those. Um, cause he went through about a, two of them and one of them was like, it was dirty, filled with dust. And then the other one was clean, but the sensor was still out. So, um, things like that. So, so, I mean, MNR did that rock. I haven't really talked to anyone too much. Um, we'll be going to Portugal, um, next week to, oh, go out cool. to the factory. Yeah. So I'll be out there. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. I'm not, I'm not trying to drink anyone's Kool-Aid, I guess. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm just, it's, it's pretty cool. You're running like a split ship. Does your team enjoy the camaraderie around it? Like, yeah, how do you train do you or how does that work? Yeah. How do you, how does that work? I'm very fortunate because most of my staff has been with me a long time. Um, training on the rocks it took some time, but not too much. I mean, most of these operators that I have been printing for 15 years mm. or more. So like, this is what they know. So, um, a couple of my operators, uh, they've been printing uh, for you for 15 years or, um, so they've been printing, I've been printing for about 14 years. Uh -huh. Um, some of my employees have been with me that long. Um, but they just been printing Southern California. There's a lot of print shops here. Um, I, I purchased a company also in 2018 and some of the staff was part of that company. Um, and they were there for 30 years in that wow. building, same building. So I inherited some of that staff and they've been here a long time, but they picked up the rock pretty fast. They were, they were all, I mean, everyone, when we got the rocks in here, they're just talking trash. All the staff was just like, Oh my gosh, this is going to be so bad. Um, now they all like them. 
they, they're very happy with the rocks. Um, a couple of my, um, my operators are a little bit more heavy set. So they, they love the rocks cause they can actually get in between them to, to register. Where on the, the G3, it's very, with the arm bars, it's very tight. If you got, if you got a belly, it's, you're gonna, it's gonna <laughs> have to like squeeze through. So, uh, uh, a couple of our employees love that, but I mean, there's little things like that. So give us a little background on your shop. I mean, you run nine autos, you run a pretty big operation. You've only been in the business for 14 years. I mean, or maybe that's a long time. Tell us about your business a little bit. Wholesale printing, man. I, I started off like every other printer in a band. And then uh, we ended up doing merch and then started doing merch. And just, uh, I lost a company when I was 25, went into a lot of debt. And um, through that, paid back my debts, built myself out of that. And a shop or just something else? Totally a different. shop. Shop. What was the, what was the, like the lesson there? Like, or where did it go wrong? You know, arrogance. When you're young, I was 25 and, you know, I started a print shop that started to do well quickly and you could think you're so good at what you do or, you know, a lot of stuff. And I just think I felt I got really arrogant. So, um, you know, getting in bad debt, not doing things that made sense. Um, you know, so I got humbled and it was the greatest moment of my life, losing everything and then, um, restructuring everything. And I guess when I reopened the shop, I came in to just really appreciating everything and loving my staff. I really care about my people. So we're very like, for me, employee focused on just improving everyone's life. I, I look at it more like an ecosystem um, rather than uh, what can I get out of this? So it's like, okay, what can I participate in this ecosystem that works? Because everyone has extreme value. Someone that's just catching shirts on the end of a dryer might be making a dollar of a minimum wage or whatever. That's extreme value. Without that, there's no shop. There's no company. Um, so just going into those things and just appreciating people in that way has really just brought a lot of life to me where I'm like actually happy to be at work and see these people and participate with them and be part of their ecosystem where, um, where we're actually providing for our families. Right. So I, I guess, I guess I used to get upset when I was younger. Like if someone was lazy, right. I'm like, Oh, they're stealing from you. They're on their phone, not working all this thing. And then I started to look at it in a different perspective. Well, not saying it's right to be lazy or anything like that, but they're actually providing for their family. And if I can come at it, not with like, oh man, you're being lazy, but like, hey, how do we encourage you and, and motivate you, right? Or inspire you. You can't teach an employee to care. And if they don't care, they need to go. But you can hopefully inspire people to join the team and try to participate in some way. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of been the heart of the new company. And that's what carried me to where I am. Um, how, how long have you been in the new, the new company? Um, since 2016. Okay. And you bought, so, so you closed a previous one, you know, kind of got things together, paid off debt, and then bought a new shop to get, to get this started. Um, I started a new shop. I started in 2016 just with one six color, uh, 1997, uh, gauntlet revolver. Wow. Um, I bought that thing used for like two grand. It was broken, had to fix it. Um, and then I started my shop. I was still in debt. I was about a quarter million in debt when I lost my first company. So I was trying to un undig myself. I, I used to talk to you, Bruce, back in the day. I remember. With, uh, like o Ooh. OG, 
um, I have to find OG, my, but that was like my first coming emails on that. Yeah. Because when I started seeing the videos then I started to, I was like, wait a second, it sounds very familiar. Um, it was when you had like maybe a hundred shops, if that, yeah. you had like nothing. <laughs> I'll look um, at what was, account number you are. Okay. So with, sorry, I got to jump back to these videos for a second because, um, like, what do you, what do you feel like you've learned so far from this? Is there any immediate takeaways or, you know, cause I think, I think the first thing I think about is, is there a clear winner? If not, is there, are they pretty close? It's just more of what it's like a preference thing or where are we at? By the way, account number 372, maybe early there early. Steven. Hold on. Probably. I was 2015. 2700. Farrag. 2400. Oh my gosh. I was, uh, I was still in high school. Okay. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember, I remember talking to Bruce on the phone and he's like, yeah, like I did printing like in a garage or something. And then, but I do software and now I develop this. I, I kept on trying to get you to do, um, like the tasks. And I remember, um, we sent you like screenshots and a couple other things, but it was, it was cool. You were always a super nice guy. He's I okay. Don't, don't let it get to his head. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's always a super nice guy. No, I remember because I I, I'm, I remember going back to, and this was maybe a couple of years, but you guys were looking at like just other solutions, Impress and some others. I have to pull up some of the older emails from there. It's, yeah, I mean, because mm-hmm. well, you said, all right, so in, in maybe, and then maybe we'll break it down from there, right? Because I, I watched almost all of them so far. Um, and so I wanted to give some highlights to, different characteristics, but from a high level, did you feel there was a winner? So you can't make an assumption yet. It's too early. So you got to think my last MNRs that I sold before I got these rocks were 1999s, 1999 and still we're producing 8,000 plus shirts a day, Mm -hmm. like with the, with the two shifts. So it's, it really comes down to what does longevity look like? Yeah. Right now it, it, feels like the rocks are doing really well. Um, other than I can't print sleeves right now, I'm going to get the dual sleeves and try that out, but I can't do sleeves on it. Other than that, it seems like they're doing better, but what is time tell? Cause I, 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 those investments, they're investments, you know, most of the time you're financing them for five plus years or you bought it with a savings of something uh, it needs to actually last and then it needs to have its resale. So it really comes down to that to me. Um, so I can't make a, a, an honest opinion yet till like three to five years. I think, um, I could tell you there's a lot of rock has impressed me. I could tell you rock has impressed me. Like I did not, I was more leaning towards the M and R side when we started this, uh, especially when I went out to like the other rock shops and looked at them. I'm like, Oh man, these guys don't, they don't print like we print, you know, that wholesale, really grinding type stuff here in Southern California. So it's just, I don't know. Yeah. Go ahead, Steve. So I was going to, you know, I was actually, when, when I, Bruce and I used to talk to Rich Hoffman back in the day, um, before he had retired and he'd say like my biggest competition are used m and presses. Right. And I think there is something to be said about people still running 1999, whatever presses, um, that they do hold up and they have longevity. You know, I think it's it's really interesting when I'm, I've been to, I don't know, 20 trade shows or something. And I was actually with Nick Wood and Rob last night from Graphics. They were in Chicago. 
And we were talking about how sometimes like people come to these trade shows eager to just buy brand new stinking equipment and just like mortgaging their homes and financing and and really like I almost think it's it's better to be teaching shops like how to grow into that press, you know, like how to start with the Anatol or whatever, how to start with a used press. Cause like I, I get scared when people come and are like, yeah, I'm going to buy a $75,000 press. I'm like, what are your sales? And they're like, well, like 400 grand. And I'm like, Ooh, like, you know, um, do you get a lot of people hitting you up about like, like, do you, do you get a lot of, of shops that are trying to switch from MNR to rock or are you, are you starting to see people that are like first timers? Like, you know, who are you trying to, to educate? The 18 year old, 19 year old kid <laughs> when I was 18 or 19 and I bought my first Anatol, I remember talking, I was, yeah, like 18, 19. I, I talked to Dave, uh, McLean and I was on the phone with him and he was selling, um, an MRR Terminator, um, from, I don't know which shop back then. And then there was like this used Anatol on Craigslist. And I was like trying to debate like which one I should get the Anatol or the used Terminator. They're both like 20 grand, you know? Um, and I wish I, I would have probably went with the MNR back then. Um, I did not listen and I did not learn. And then I suffered for it. So I guess my heart is like, I don't feel like th there's a lot of people who are rooting for one or the other. And there's not just like an unbiased opinion. And that's I guess what I'm trying to do, I haven't really talked to too many shops that are like asking. I, I've, I've stayed out of the comments. I've been trying to any ways. I, I probably should jump in there, but I, I don't know. I'm just trying to give my honest opinion of what I think and what's better. It made sense at the time due to just, I needed the new machines. We were moving into the new shop. We wanted the new machines and you know, rock and actually get them to me. MNR could not. Mm. Um, and it made sense. So when I came in, that's, that's kind of how we got the, the both machines that are all brand new around the time. It, it made sense when I can get them, you know, MNR was super backed up. They're still super backed up for stuff. And, um, so that's kind of what we did. And then I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, might as well take an opportunity to share what I think. And that's what we're doing. And, and, and Sam, yeah, you guys are primarily contract printers, right? Yeah, primarily wholesale. We're gotcha. not. We're primarily just wholesale contract printers. We're not. You know, we don't do much retail stuff, and that's the thing is, I always when I was purely M and R, I was like, oh yeah, uh, retail printers that you know print for for high volume, all use rocks, you know, and so I mean the only one I knew of that was more contract is is liquid, but you know it's tough to get into liquid. What about that's the cool. quality video? What 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 came out of that? where it's called, uh, what, what machine, and you can see this on his channel too, which, which machine produces better quality? Um, that's the thing. They both produce about the same. It really comes down to your operator more than even the machines. So like we, we wanted to propose all these questions cause this is what, when you first start printing, this is what you're asking yourself, right? What's going to give you better quality? What's going to print faster? And all these questions. So we presented these questions when we started these videos and then we just try to go into it. Um, to be honest, quality on both machines is about the same. Um, there's just little features you may like better or not like better. Um, and that could be bending on the operator and also what inks you're using. Um, but quality and everything that we've seen is the same. 
almost. Well, you, you talk about it's, training because one of the videos is which is easier to use. Is there one that's newer on both ends, to be fair, that you found to be helpful with training? Or I know Rock's partnered with Made Lab to help with that. Although MNR has that training facility in their uh, in their um, warehouse too. Um. Uh, training as far as, um, are you talking about like the interface or what are you talking about? Yeah, just press yeah. operators, setting up and running, just getting new staff that's able to use it. One thing that we've been very fortunate in is we train maybe one, I've trained maybe two operators in all the years I've done this. I maybe only trained two. And it's normally because they were a, a loader or puller for like five years. Wow. Most of the operators here have been operators for a while um, in our labor market here. But I, I guess as far as like easy to use and learn it, that they're they're both about the same. I think some of the I think MNR's like buttons and their interface features are very bold and simple. So most operators get it. I think rocks buttons are a little bit smaller. It, it, we have to go through and when we're training someone on the rock, we definitely have to go, hey, here's this feature and explain it like three or four times because um, it's just a little bit smaller and a little bit more menus than what an MNR has. So, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of what we noticed. So, I mean, if, if you guys want, uh, who's better, who's this, I, I don't have that yet. I plan on, like I said, waiting three years than, than expressing like what I really, really like as of right now, I'm leaning towards rock just because of purely because of how much breakdowns I've had. Um, my, my two Cobras have been broken a couple times and they've been down you know, a couple weeks at a time, which is not fun. And I'm always then paying, getting the parts, then paying a, a local tech to put it in where rock, they fly their techs out and that's been good. But the rocks haven't broken at all. Hmm. I think like, um, couple, the lasers on it. And then they overnighted me lasers from Portugal. Wow. I got them the next so day. So is it safe to say so that I, the speed reliability, or I should say speed kind of quality ease of use is fairly this much the same. You've had just a, the, the, you just had a couple bumps so far with running it. Yeah. I, we've had a couple on bumps with MNR on, uh, on the, on the maintenance side and just things breaking. MNRs tend to be, if you know anyone that's an MNR shop, um, every, Every Saturday uh, for as long as I've been in business has been maintenance day for MNRs. So we're changing an air cylinder or we're changing something like that. Um, that's just very common. Um, so, I mean, so far there's been no maintenance on the rocks, like little maintenance, just basic oiling, um, things like that. Nothing. So, so let's talk about like customer service, right? Parts, maintenance, because I think that's, you know, you can buy something, but if you don't maintain it properly or have the support and I, and I think, you know, I was in a conversation with a couple people and, and there's almost like different philosophies that the two companies have, right? Have you noticed, I mean, it shouldn't take you to make a video to get a rep or tech to come out. Are you noticing that the companies have different stances in the way that they support their customers or that they five parts out like what, what what have those experiences been like even before you made the videos maybe after you're probably getting a lot more attention um so before i made the videos mnr i've never really had to get an mnr tech from mnr into my building local locally here we have a dozen local techs that are really good that come out that are reasonable 
Um, and most of my machines were used until this point. I, I was, I was the guy that always bought used until we got to this size where it made sense to me financially to actually buy new and replace. So having those is pretty convenient though. I mean, having, having people local, close t- local like techs. That. Yeah. Yeah. We have a lot of them and they'll, they'll show up in that day. So we would have stuff go out. So awesome, but not everyone has that, right? Not everyone has Southern California local techs that are just around everywhere. Um, so I, I could tell you what I'm dealing with, with the new machines is that we were using, so we bought the MNRs from, you know, a vendor, right? A, a distributor of MNR. So when we bought the, the MNRs from that vendor, when we needed parts, we contacted that distributor to get our parts. I think that caused a lot of issues with us getting stuff from MNR because I was extremely frustrated, like just over it. Um, I, I called that company. I was like, take all my flashes out of the building that we bought all the DXs. I was just over it. I'm like, just give me red chilies. Um, just so many things, but may from what now we're working with MNR on their parts, the way they process their parts directly, um, through their email and their website. And it's, it's definitely better than when we were using the third party. Um, our response times are better. So I, it's different. Um, obviously rock has their, um, I don't order any of these parts. My floor manager does just, you know, but, but he communicates to me what he likes and what he dislikes. He loves the rock cause it's pretty simple. You put in the, the ticket and they get back to you within an hour, roughly two hours, depending on what time he puts it in. Um, we start at four in the morning. So if he puts a ticket in at four in the morning over here, you might not get response till 6am or so. Um, so he says he likes that system so far. MNR since they flew someone out, they gave us the new way to process our issues and, um, which is via email and that's going better. Um, but yeah, we're getting stuff a little bit responded better and faster. I, I don't know how their inner workings of the companies work or what's their mentality with it. It's, it's, it's just tricky, like through the dis- distribution, right? Because it is kind of out of their control. Um, and Rock's working with distributors now too, but I, I don't know. Maybe all the parts come direct from them. I don't know how that part works, but I will say it's funky to have to record the video and then and then get help. But um, it sounds like going direct, obviously, you get a lot better. And I know they keep a lot of that stuff on hand there. Like we've seen the cages and all that stuff, and they ship it out. Yeah, but but I think there's a, there's also like this theory that like we say like loyalty is built in resolution, right? Like Ooh, I ThreadX ThreadX 2019 J Bear ThreadX loyalty <laughs> is built in resolution <laughs> okay. and I will, until I'm blue oh in the God. face like I will tell MNR that like every single time like how how you handle this situation either puts a good taste or a bad taste in, in someone's mouth, right? And like I, you know, from Amazon, I ordered a disposal. It got delivered. I got to my house. It wasn't there. I went on Amazon in literally one minute. They're like, no problem. We'll ship you a new one. And I just was like, holy cow. Like I now will go spend even, and if I look at how much money I spent on Amazon, I'm just like, I'm in love with them. Right. And I'm wondering, do companies really like, is, do they do they really focus like on resolution because like speed to resolution I mean Bruce you guys have ticketing systems and you're always in support but like how important is that to you guys at Printavo I mean over we, time you're we, getting more tickets more bugs I think it's I think speed adds so much value 
I mean, we try to measure it. They're at about 15 minutes and an average time. Obviously, stuff that's super detailed takes time, but I think that's a good point. I, I need to print that. I'm going to start sharing that in some of our team meetings. Is uh, Wait, say, say the quote again. It's loyal, loyalties built in resolution. Loyalties we got to get Jay resolution. on the podcast. We got to get, where's Jay? He would charge us like 10 grand. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that something, Sam, right? Like when you, when you send an email and then someone responds right away and they're like, hey, no problem, we'll take care of this. You're just like, oh, cool. Like things are going to break. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Yeah, they're going to break. It's, it's an expectation. Um, yeah, I don't, we, we have not had much success with, with that. I mean, the rocks are so new. Like I said, we've had little to anything break on them. Where the MNRs we've had stuff break on them. I it's it hasn't been a fun or good experience yet. Um, we'll see what happens. I, I don't I don't like I don't like where hey a, a part broke on your machine. Now I have to take that part off. You're gonna ship me a new one. I have to put it back in the new part and then then ship that part to you. I don't like that. And then I'm paying for the shipping both ways, and I'm paying for the part up front, hoping that, you know, you refund me. Yeah. And that's kind of how, how, how it goes with M&R. And to me, that's like, well, your part broke. Mine, you know, if I did something to break it, then I understand. But if your part broke, why am I responsible with, one, removing the part, then shipping the part to you, getting your new part, then putting the new part in? I, to me, that's not something I would do with, with a client, right? Any of my customers, if we, you know, mess something up, we have to fix it. That's just kind of how it goes. I mean, I, I just went through it on DTF, right? Like I had one DTF. This, it's, a, it's an early adopters thing. We know that it's new. But when they like just ghosted you for weeks at a time or would blame you, you know, for things or it was just always a struggle to like try new things out. I, I said, like, I'm giving up on you guys just as much as I'm giving up on the machine. And when we got our new machine, we still have issues, but I talk with their team all the time and they're channeling back and forth. Hey, try this. Hey, do this. Hey, we're going to ship you this. Hey, no problem here and there. And sure enough, like That's we're cool. ready, we're ready to buy another one, you know? Um, and I, I think that experience is so important. And I think it's, it's like a lesson learned for shops when, with customer service too, like speeding, speed to answer, speed to resolution. If, you know, someone calls and says, I got a shirt that's ripped, don't fight them. Like, I don't know, Sam, do you guys have the kind of the same policies when you're dealing with your clients? I mean, it, it's a, so a lot of our clients are, are purchasing the blanks, right? Mm -hmm. And just, we're just printing. So it's a little bit, you know, if there's a hole in it, that's not on us, that's on your distributor. We try to catch that before it goes on a press, but that's their distributor. They're going to have to deal with that, which is nice. But if it's a retail client, obviously that would be on us. We should have caught it before it went on press. Um, there's things of that nature, but I have a customer service mentality where it's, it's kind of like, that's why we do photo approvals is I want you just to be happy. You approve it and you write me off of it. Cause I don't want, uh, you know, obviously my biggest tears and I'm, I think every print shop owner is those jobs that are 10, 20,000 plus dollars that we lost. We totally damaged the whole thing. And it's like, how do we never relive those nightmares? And you set up your processes like over and over again to make sure you never have to <laughs> eat a job like that. Um, especially in contract printing, cause you're only making, you know, a buck a print. And it's like, how do you, 
you know, reconcile a $10,000 loss when you have to replace those garments. When you're, when you're replacing, you know, $13 hoodies, $14 hoodies, like let alone the, you only make a dollar print. That's very hard to reconcile. So, um, we do whatever we can to set up our process not to do that. But obviously when it's your fault, it's your fault. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think anytime you open up commerce and you put people to actually better themselves, like this MNR versus rock thing, to me, the only thing that's going to come out of this is both those companies are going to get better. They're going to have to evaluate stuff and, and challenge them, their selves to be better. Um, that's, what's cool about having an open market like that. That's free to do that. Um, I mean, anytime my friends who print, it's fun going side by side them to challenge ourselves to get better. It's, it's better having operators that actually have a checks and balance where there's another operator writing their tell or vice versa. It keeps them moving faster. It just works. If there's not a checks and balance in, like I always look through our system, like I'm working with my HR team right now saying, Hey, where are we not having accountability or a checks and balance process in our, in our thing, in our work. So everyone needs to be accounted for like our counting team for a while. We were having issues with our, with our counting. As soon as I made everyone exactly document everything they're counting in a day, the counting got way better immediately, immediately. Um, so we were doing things of like how many jobs you counted in a day where it wasn't pieces, but when we switched to pieces, all of a sudden it was faster. Cause someone might count, you know, five seventy-two piece orders. That's not a lot of units rather mm -hmm. than, you know, two, you know, 5,000 unit orders. So once we started doing that, our counting got better. So I think even with these videos and everything that I'm producing and talking about, it's bringing accountability. Like, Hey, M and R your warranty right now with what's going on. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's good. I, I think I, I, I have staff that knows how to fix stuff on an M and R, but imagine if you're that brand new shop owner and your sensor goes out, you're going to have to pay an M and R tech to fly out there. So to fix it, I have two, um, direct to screens, uh, uh, the I images and I, I want them both to burn. I, like I would do anything to destroy those things. Um, it, it's been a nightmare and, and it could be my staff. I, I have my screen room. Um, the guy who managed my screen room has been printing for like 33 years. So the older gentleman. So it's obviously different using a direct screen rather than film. But for the past like three years that I've owned those machines, I have spent, I don't know. I, I think so far just year to date, it's like over eight grand fixing them just from January to now, um, replacing heads for whatever reason. Um, I don't, I don't, it's been, that's been hard working with M&R, but I think that's the digital department. So you can't really like say the press department and the digital department are the same. It's very different, but I could tell you, we have to fly out M&R techs all the time because there's no local person that really knows how to work on those. And that's a, that's expensive. Did you say you had to fly M&R techs or did you mean rock techs? Um, M&R techs. For their For the, I image. I, you know, the I, the I image, oh, the I image okay. We have two I image and we just have a lot of headaches with it. Um, I, I just disclaimer, it could be my staff. I don't want to sit there and just badmouth anything. Um, could be my staff's a little bit older. So do, do you think you're going to do the same kind of like experiments that you're running with like an eye image and a Douthit or a Kiwa or a spider? Like, are you, are you thinking about kind of taking it a step further and getting too new? Oh man. <laughs> 
Um, I would love to do that, but financially, that that doesn't make sense for me. It's <laughs> um, really too bad uh, revenue. Uh, People start clicking the ads. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I need something. Yeah, um, I really, I'm, I'm interested in the Saudi laser. Um, I, I've been interested in that a few years, but you know, I, there's shops that now production shops that actually finally have it. So I, I kind of, I'd rather sit back and wait and see a production shop get it because they're gonna tell you the truth. Like they're gonna they're going to use that thing every day in high volume. So screen room does um, not lie. The screen room does not no. lie. <laughs> um, I could tell you right now, our images have been a nightmare and dealing with like MNR techs and getting them out here to fix. Um, I know Alex and MNR, the, the digital manager, he really tries, but it's, it's rough. And it, like I said, it could be my staff not adapting well, but I don't, I don't know, but I, I just imagine the brand new printer, right? Your first press, you don't know how to, barely know how to register. And then you have issues like this. It's like, how do you, I don't know. It's really, really I, I just, I feel very fortunate all the time just because of the people being here in Southern California. I have staff that have worked for, you know, 30 plus years in the screen printing industry. So it's like, there's a lot of wisdom around me where I feel like if you didn't, you know, have a shop like that with, with staff that are trained and you're the owner going there trying to train everyone, that's, I don't know, without that proper support, it seems hard. Do you, do you have any other videos about to come out or any plans for media ones? I don't know. We've been talking to the team. So we filmed all those in like November, a while ago. Um, we, we've been filming like when stuff goes down and things break, we film all that. Um, we try to document it all. That's cool. Um, like how to fix it or... Uh, yeah, just, just what's going on. Just explain like what we're going through, I guess, to know the day to day. We recently had, um, like when MNR came out and fixed the, the, the flashes to go over what was going on. Um, we filmed that just to be like, okay, Hey, was it maintenance? And they're really cool trying to educate us and help us. Um, but yeah, videos, I really, I would love to know what print shop owners want to know and guys who are starting want to know. Cause if they want to know that, cause things for me that obviously 10 years ago that were a nuisance or terrified me aren't that way today. So I can't, if you were to ask that question, yeah, I can go into that, but it's not something I think about as a trouble anymore. So I would, it was definitely going into the, even filming these episodes. It was like, okay, what are we going to talk about? What, what do people actually want to know? Cause a lot of this stuff if you're running a shop every day, it's just stuff you go through, right? Well, those will be, those will be in your comments and in our comments too. Comment down below if you want, uh, what you want Sam to record next. If you want him to buy a doubt hit and compare it to an eye image, comment down below. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, hey, if, if I got a doubt hit and an eye image back to back, I would totally do it. Um, I've looked at those machines. So they're, they're cool. Doubt hits, the wax machines. It's just expensive for wax from what my head was. I would spend on a shop my size, I would spend like fourteen or fifteen hundred dollars in wax, I think. Um a month. Yeah, we so. we have it. We like it. We just love Mark. Hey Sam, this has been awesome. Um again, you guys can watch all the videos down below. Uh Really cool. I think it's a fair take. It's not like you're, you know, trying to make jabs at either side. You know, we're I, I'm we're friends with both. Uh, I just think it's pretty interesting to come at it from this angle of like an unbiased. I actually have both <laughs> perspective. And uh, the more if we get this video to, um, what do you think? 
200 likes, Sam will buy the doubt hit and compare it to the image and the <laughs> oh spider. Uh, um, <laughs> why don't we just get and a doubt that's put on my floor for <laughs> the key vote? Uh, and the Saudi. Oh, no, I appreciate it, Sam. This is Sam from Anchor Prince. You guys can follow him along on Instagram as well. Uh, Shouts out to your book, too. Uh, I saw on Amazon helping to build, uh, help folks build their business as well. So you pick that up, watch the videos, click on the AdSense, and uh, I'm going to actually swing by because you're not too far in Orange, California. So we'll, we'll link up.